Welcome to Weekly Summarize. I am Justin Chen. So you know, I have been off for a couple weeks because I have been working on a new project, which is to starting a new podcast with my colleague and my dear friend from Emerson College, Aiden Harper. So this new podcast, we are actually gonna do what my what this podcast used to do, which is dissecting news event that happened weekly. So we are gonna. Really talk about what is the biggest headline that happened that week.、Uh, what are both sides of the political party actually think about it, or both sides of the argument even? So that's gonna be very exciting, and it will be coming out very soon, presumably, presumably in May. So stay tuned for that. And I am very exciting to working on this pod、uh, on this podcast. So, what is the future gonna be like for a weekly summarize? Well, this podcast is actually gonna be a really fun po-、um, po- political podcast, I believe.、Um, it is more of a podcast that I will be having a conversation with some of my friend, some of my professors, even. So, we are gonna talk about. Of course, the current issues, but I will be express some of my opinions on this podcast. So it's it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be very conversational. It's gonna be leisure. So when you drive on the street, you can、uh, listen to this podcast and just say, "Hmm, this is a very interesting point. Why not? I have never thought about it." Or you could think, "Okay, I totally disagree with you, but that's okay because disagree." Disagreement always spark beauties, and I appreciate the beauty from the、uh, beauty from that. So, without further ado, let's dive into today's topic. So today, I have my dear friend Mike Templeton's coming to my podcast. We're gonna discuss about vaccine because now the U.S. is at a very, very positive milestone on vaccination because more than two hundred million people. Got at least one dose of their COVID vaccine, and that's perfect because in a few weeks, if these numbers carries on, and presumably if the numbers keep growing on the daily vaccine, uh, uh vaccination administration、um, administrations, that will be perfect because we will be soon reaching the herd immunity landmark. If we hit the herd herd immunity, we can once again go out indoor, uh, eating indoors, drinking indoors without wearing a mask, uh, and I am certainly very excited about it because we have been stuck in this poop storm for more than a year, and we are so sick of staying in homes and afraid of catching the virus and afraid of being a germaphobe. So when can we actually gonna go to our grandparents' house and hug our grandma again? This is the one of the thing that we are talking about today. And the other thing is, what is this post-COVID、um, world gonna be like? What is our takeaway from this、uh, experience? And what is our future?、Um, On the health,、uh, on the health perspective,、uh, so how are we gonna battle other diseases that have already exist in the world、uh, that cannot find the curable measures to handle it? Because COVID vaccine 
because last year at this time, we would never imagine that we were going to have a vaccine. But now we have three very effective vaccines in the market. But but so the time span of, you know, coming out of these highly effective vaccine is really fast. And, you know, it's beyond our expectation. But there are a lot of diseases out there who have been exist, exist longer than COVID. How are we going to cure those diseases uh, for people to, you know, survive longer in our world? So this is our conversation with Mike Templeton. Listen. Mike Templeton, thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank you for thank you for having me, Justin. I really appreciate it. This is a always a fun opportunity, and I always enjoy what we discuss on the program. Yeah, it's gonna be so fun. Um, I am very excited about it. So, um, so you you talk about that you got vaccinated a couple of weeks ago with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. What is your experience on that? Well, um, so that again, that was two weeks ago. It was a one dose vaccine. I got it at uh, at the at the Walgreens near me here in uh, in Milton, and it was um, a pretty. It was a very easy experience, and um, but I will say the side effects were pretty significant in the hours after the the shot. I got it around in the afternoon, and the evening was filled with a lot of headaches and um, achiness and um, uh, restlessness. But however, after about 24 hours, it did pass. So it was it was OK. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was doing its job and that that's important. And I think the vaccine, that particular vaccine is for the most part safe. I know they've pulled it from the market to do some investigations and do some rare side effects. but. For the most part, it's a very safe shot, and I'd recommend everyone who's listening to get it. Yeah, it is fantastic because I I got my vaccine too in China, and it is very exciting when I got a vaccine. And the side effect, I gotta say, it is not something that I would prefer to get after I got a vaccine. But mm -hmm. you know, but but it really shows that the vaccine is actually working for the people who out there are listening. Right. Because that means right. your that means there is the your body is actually try to create ant antibodies to fight these uh, mm -hmm. COVID like things that inside the vaccine which which will you know create uh, antibodies in your body to fight the real uh, virus out there which is fantastic. Um, so right. you know so you talk about the J and J was pausing uh, for investigation since April 13 and uh, uh, Dr. Fauci is actually uh, and the CDC they are meeting today they are actually gonna wrote uh, they are actually you know brief the country whether this vaccine should still be in pause for further investigation or you know keep rolling out but like from the standpoint only six people got blood clots do you think they do you think the cdc should even pass the road out at all because they have you know administrated this vaccine for um, uh, for a good amount of people well i think um you know from someone who doesn't study medicine 
but I think, you know, there's that kind of colloquial term out of an abundance of caution. And I think, you know, you want to make sure that um, every adverse reaction to a vaccine is, 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 is studied and discovered and fixed before you continue to distribute said vaccine. You know, there have been a number of side effects in a groups of people, you know, not many, but I think um, it's all them, although it might seem frustrating, it is all the more important to um, make sure you're taking every precaution to, um, to you know, to limit um, side effects or not just side effects, but, but adverse and potentially maybe fatal reactions, just like they did with the AstraZeneca vaccine, because uh, for that period, I believe it was in Europe, um, just, you know, to cover all the bases, so to speak, and, um, you know, make sure that nobody, you know, uh, for, for something that's supposed to, you know, bring us back together and heal us, we don't want the opposite to happen. So although it's a small group of people, I think the CDC and Dr. Fauci made the correct choice in, um, you know, pausing the vac the distribution of the vaccine just until all the kinks and all these, um, you know, they can figure out what's causing these reactions to the vaccine. I think it's the safe option. Yes, it, it, it will be because, you yeah. know, the AstraZeneca vaccine, they, people actually die from the uh, from it. And then and then the further mm. investigation shows that those vaccines actually create the blood clots, which which I think is really, uh, you know, it's sort of, you know, sh you know, it gives out, you know, this uh, information to people so people can be, you know, more vigilant and countries around the world can actually see, OK, this vaccine do have some problems. We have to warn the citizen if you have this, this or that conditions you cannot take the vaccine i think that's uh, that's what they right. what they're doing is really responsible but yeah so th there should be further investigation on that in fact i think there should be more investigation on you know pfizer and moderna whether they have issues right. that could relate it to their vaccine so i think the cdc mm -hmm. has done their jobs uh to you know you know, preserve the safety of uh, American people's lives. So right. let's sort of move on because, uh, you know, okay. since, you know, you know, in, you know, college right now, they, most of the college, they would expect people are actually going back to school in September, having, you know, face-to-face -face offline, uh, you know, schoolings. Right. And some of the schools are actually, you know, mandate students to, you know, get a vaccine. And uh, mm -hmm. from, from my personal, you know, perspective, I think that should be, you know, Act, that should be, you know, performed under some, you know, under some, you know, guidelines because there are some people cannot get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Do you think sure. college should mandate the vaccine or not? You have been listening to Weekly Summarize. Don't go anywhere. More Weekly Summarize will return after a short break. So you might wonder where did I got my intro music. So I got this intro music from Soundstripe, which is a website that provides more than 500 music 
that can fit into your podcast or your YouTube channel. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast or become a YouTube influencer, feel free to check out this website. They provided wonderful music that you just can choose from you know, horror music to really funny music as, as my intro music. So feel free to check out. And you only need to pay $27 per month to access to these wonderful 500, mu 500 uh, intro musics or whatever music you consider them. So go check them out. Hope it's helpful. Well, you know, I'll tell you, that is a, it seems like obviously the logical thing to do, but it's, it's, it's inherently complex because, um, you know, you have to um, understand that um, not, I mean, there has to be more um, of the population, I think, that takes the vaccine and there needs to be more education on um, just really how safe the vaccine is and effective because there's a lot of amongst a lot of students amongst a lot of adults and their families although it may not seem like it in our you know, bubble in our communities there is a lot of public distrust about the vaccine and i think that you know colleges and universities if they mandate you know, without that public education and um, or more of that public education and assurance that, you know, it's really a safe vaccine, you know, the idea of mandating the vaccine, you know, or else you can't arrive on campus. I mean, it seems like the logical thing to do, um, but I think there still needs to be more education around the safety of it. That being said, I think at a certain point, you know, students and their families are going to be presented with a choice you know if you don't get the vaccine that's your choice but you know you can't experience this part of the college experience you know um at a certain point you know we just have to hope that people you know use their judgment look at the facts and um draw conclusions just based on what is being seen out there and that is for the most part this vaccine is very safe so i think that's that's a critical a critical thing and i think that's what's going to happen i think it's going to be you know ultimately you have a choice and the only way we can get back to some sense of normalcy is if we mandate this vaccine and one of those places is on college campuses so i was i i was basically saying so if students or families they are very hesitant of getting the vaccine mm. and they lie to the school about they they have some religious you know reasons that they cannot mm. get the vaccine what do you and schools can you know do further investigation there because that could you know potentially violate their privacy so how can school avoid right. this kind of things happening around campus once they if they mandate the right vaccine. right yeah that's uh, that's a really tricky thing and um i think it's you know it's more of an issue i mean at the end of the day you just have to you know again it's all around trust and i think you have to have some sort of an honor system surrounding um you know you you hope as an institution 
that, you know, students and their families are honest in terms of, you know, if they've taken the vaccine or not, you know, recognizing that this is a really important thing for us to do. Again, like I said earlier, to return to that sense of normalcy. And I think, um, you know, there's no, he can't do a lie detector test. I don't think, you know, you can invest in any kind of that technology. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's a simple, I mean, it's a complex thing, but it's a simple answer. I think you just have to go on the honor system and hope that, um, you know, people will be truthful and they, um, you know, they will get the vaccine when it's their turn. And, um, you know, um, if they choose not to, I mean, yes, it's their choice, but, you know, there's going to be certain um, stipulations that come with that. You know? Although I do wish the school can have, you know, liar detective machines that can, you know, tell the people mm. they're lying. That would be fun because, you know, yeah. that, that could be fun. So, <laughs> so you know, uh, and also, you know, the other point of we are getting vaccinated because we want to travel in the future um, because because yeah. now all mm -hmm. the travelings are halting. Um, so a lot of countries that they are, you know, rolling out vaccine passport. Do you think the U.S. is necessary to, you know, um, get a vaccine passport to citizens once they got a vaccine? Because I heard that, you know, there are some information surrounding, say, you know, the the card that you get from vaccination can potentially right, right. use a vac vaccine passport. Yeah, well, um, interesting to say a vaccine passport. And I think the card that we all get once we get our first, second or only shot is a, an initial step towards that. Um, I have it in a safe place in my dorm room in a drawer, you know, so I know where it is and I haven't touched it. And I think it'll be one of those things that eventually it'll just be something we carry around, whether in our wallet or, you know, hopefully in a safe, in a safe location or for, you know, in our purses. And um, I think it'll just be, you know, if you want to enter this space, if you want to get on this plane, you need to show proof of vaccination. And I think that will be, you know, to circle back to what I said earlier, an effective tool to enforcing the vaccine. If you don't have said card, you can't participate in this thing and you know whether people trust it or not or lie or not like that's just going to be something that's enforced um you know and i think it'll be um you know maybe easier than a mask mandate because it's you know it's it's not really so much of a choice like you know if you don't have this thing you can't but um you know, in terms of traveling, I think that's going to be something we're going to see. We're going to see people checking for vaccine cards. I don't know about airports, but at least maybe before certain airlines, before getting on certain flights to certain destinations, just like, you know, concerts and other public events. You know, you're going to have to show it at the gate. and Or even um, enter a country. Gonna, right, even enter a country, you, you know, state countries and venues, and they can enforce those rules. And if people don't comply... They don't comply. You know, it's kind of like you can't bring backpacks into an arena. You can't bring these things onto a plane, these certain bureaucratic things. Like, you know, you just have to obey. And if you don't, there'll be consequences. So, you know, I think that's that's what, you know, this idea of the vaccine passport. I think that's what's going to um, what's yeah, going to happen. There's going to be.
Yeah, I'm very excited about you know vaccine because now because because there are more than two hundred million people getting vaccinated in the U.S. and I feel like soon we will be hitting the you know the herd immunity benchmark, which is very exciting. That means we can actually go out and you know sit indoors and eat with our families or friends. We can we uh, for you and I we can go to Philos, we can go whatever we can go <laughs> prank other people. So life is basically going. Yeah. That's normal. It's gonna be fun. However, that's the case yes. for U.S. and for China and for you know those wealthy countries in uh, in Europe. However, there are a lot of countries. They are you know their situations are dire. At this, uh, and also the mm -hmm. vaccination mm -hmm. rollout is horrible because if you look at Brazil, Brazil is. Yeah. In a poop yeah. form right now, their cases, you know, is just horrifying. And then you look at India, three hundred thousand, more than three hundred thousand yeah. people, you know, tested positive every day, and their vaccine rollout is horrible. So, um, do you think? Uh, right. What do you think the world should do as a as a whole? What should the WHO to have you know fair and balance, you know, for the vac vaccine distributions to other countries, especially those uh. Uh, those countries that are not as wealthy as the U.S. or as the EU countries? Well, I mean, I don't know in regards to the, to the WHO and the CDC. I mean, I think they have a lot of power or at least, excuse me, yeah, control power, authority, um, or at least they have the means financially, you know, to provide some sort of assistance to these countries that are struggling. And I think it's, you know, it's not as easy as I just described it. I think, you know, you need to, um, I mean, there needs to be something because, you know, you look at India, right? You look at Brazil, you know, they can't even keep up with the, uh, the, the, the hospitalization rate. Um, and there's just a, a rapid, you know, rise in, in, in the death toll. Now, I don't know how much, you know, organizations like the CDC and the WHO can specifically help with that. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to just, you know, maybe some sort of, you know, international assistance from other countries or, you know, the government in India, they need to be doing something differently to um, address this um, rapid rise in, in, in deaths and, and case numbers, you know, or more of the vaccine, you know, it's easy for us to say, but I think maybe in due time, you know, more of those doses will become available. You know, um, we had that problem in the U.S. initially, I believe. I mean, there was, you know, there's been issues, maybe more in specific states, you know, vaccine rollout. There was difficulty, you know, having enough shots, you know, remember in December and January with that um, specifically like New York State, you know, New York City, New Jersey, densely populated, you know, so. I think we're noticing a similar situation. I mean, obviously, a state is much smaller than a country, um, but I think there needs to be a more nationwide in terms of national, um, their country, just some sort of, they need to be doing something differently in terms of their government mandated rollout of, and taking care of, uh, of, of the citizens, whether it's, you know, a different method of being able to you know, just get the vaccine, you know, distribution-wise or um, government funding. You know, I, I didn't research that much myself on that topic, but, I mean, the Brazil and India, I think there just needs to be something done differently at that government governmental level.
Yeah, or even you know, dis- uh, even don't donate the vaccine because you are in the currently U.S. Yep. they yep. are they having actual access, uh, ex- excessive vaccine mm-hmm. that you know being stored in the factory, and they do have you know time to be expired. So they they usually consider you know mm-hmm. donate the vaccine to those countries. But I don't know what uh, President Biden's and his administrations are gonna do about it. Uh, hopefully they can. Hopefully, if they listen to this podcast, hopefully, they can listen to our advice, which is to <laughs> donate the vaccine to to the to the country that are suffering yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. Um, you know, or maybe I mentioned it, but now you know, you brought that up. I mean, yeah, I think for these countries, you know, where socioeconomically there's, you know, they they developing the struggle, you know, some sort of yeah donation effort. Um, to just give them a little boost and help them out. I think that, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of humanity um, over this past year. And I think, you know, if it's if it's available and if it's, ne- if it's um, you know, needed, I think that would be a great step. Um, and, you know, so taking the, the, the economic, the cost hurdle out of it um, and donating some extra shots of the vaccine or providing more aid, more maybe more around-the-clock staff. You know, because that was a problem in the U.S. You know, there's not enough medical professionals to care for the number of of, of sick individuals. Um, so, you know, that's where something like the American, well, we have the American Red Cross, but, you know, the Red Cross is not just in the United States. You know, humanitarian relief organizations like that can come through and, and sort of and help in that way. You know, people are skilled and, you know, medical degrees, you know, you need your help, that kind of thing. Um, you know, that's also a potential solution to the, to the problem. Yeah. And also, you know, our, you know, this vaccine could not be, you know, being exist, uh, because of operation warp speed, because last year, remember when the Trump administration started initiate the operation warp speed, um, People mm-hmm. are saying, you know what, it's not going to happen uh, this year. But who knows? Now this year we have three reliable vaccines in our market. So, um, so you know, in this post-COVID era, which will will be soon reaching potentially this fall, what should our focus right. be? Can we operation warp speed on other treatments for, uh, for you know other diseases that are not curable? For example, HIV. For example, cancers because they kill more people th- than you know COVID uh, if they are not being cured in the future. Right. I mean, obviously the focus is COVID right now, and I think we're on that path. Um, but you know, I think. Just from, again, from not someone who studies medicine, but just a citizen, you know, I've seen obviously one of the things that we've both seen is just the speed at which this vaccine was produced, you know, and you typically vaccines for other diseases and ailments, you know, they take years and years and years. So, you know, one of the things you have to wonder, again, as a non-medical professional, non-scientist, you know, what did they do differently? And, you know, I think there was a need and, you know, this was a global pandemic. So there was more of a desire to, um, you know, produce something to get life back to normal, just some sort of, you know, um, of, 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 of light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we, we saw that and we worked really hard to produce a vaccine because we saw the toll. I mean, then you think of stuff, stuff like, I mean, HIV, yeah, um, you know, there is, there are remedies to kind of support people who 
aren't diagnosed with that, you know, as compared to 30 years ago, you know, there are um, certain, certain, um, certain remedies, um, you know, but there's nothing that, that cures it completely. Um, there are ways to live with it. Um, so, you know, and then, then, yeah, you look at cancer, you know, um, and, you know, it's almost like we, we forget about these little, these little, not little things, but these other things, you know, they've kind of been maybe sidetracked to a degree just because COVID is so much of the, you know, has been dominant and, you know, um, has killed so many people, you know, but there's these other things that still, you know, there's still more research needs to be done, more funding and, um, you know, we need to find more treatments, particularly for cancer, because, you know, um, that's always been something for, for a long, for a long time, you know, we're getting there, but yeah, I guess if this kind of gets to your question, you know, how, what can we learn from the production of this vaccine? You know, I don't know if there'll ever be a vaccine that'll cure something like cancer or a drug. I mean, you know, um, maybe, but you know, it's, it's hard to say. And I think, you know, um, there's gonna, there's gonna be other breakthroughs medically, um, cause this was one of the great breakthroughs of our time, this, this vaccine. Um, but you know, you hope that, yeah, you hope that there are, and you hope that, uh, that, um, you know, we learn from this in a way, you know, as someone who doesn't study science, you know, all you can do is hope, you know. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait to, you know fully see your face once again and touch your face um, and oh. we are, at the time that we are not going to be germophobes and we will mm -hmm. be and we will be lying on the grass and looking at the sky and without yes. six feet social distancing and then we are right. going to and then we are going to Mickey's house and then we are gonna uh, we are gonna poke fun at his pirate parrot I can't I can't wait for that time to come parrot. And I really yes. wish this could come in September. So, Mike, thank you for coming mm -hmm. to the podcast. You yeah, well, been... thank you, Justin. Yes. Yeah, you have and been doing I great. Look forward, and I look forward to in-person interactions when you return to the state side, the states in August, August 9th. Yes. 5th, something like that. Yeah, yeah. the week like that. <laughs> the week of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. In just a few months. Yeah. All right. Well, thank right. you so much. I, I appreciate it and look forward to the release of this. Yes. Yeah. All right. I appreciate you too. Goodbye. So like what Mike and I said just now, it will be a very complicated issues as we progress through the year on how we as a, how we as a country and how we as a world to deal with this complicated vaccine issues and our health problems in the future years and so it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be very uh, treacherous in the future but I do not want to sound pessimistic but it's gonna be really fun and it's gonna be interesting and I hope there could be more focus on our public health in the future um, and really learn from this experience that we had because we don't want another pandemic as such happening. It's not necessary to lose life. It is not necessary to go on lockdown again and again and again. So hopefully that will be changed in the future. And that does it for me this week. I am Justin Chen. Stay tuned every week 
for your weekly summarize. Goodbye. I have yourself a wonderful week. Thank you.